everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Civitella. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest business association in the country, representing a million jobs in the state of New Jersey. How crazy is that? That's amazing. That's like everybody. (laughs) (laughs) For more info on us, visit njbia.org. We release a new episode every other Friday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So check them out if you need some some coverage. Insurance coverage? Yeah. Oopsies. Sorry about that. So before we start, just a couple housekeeping matters. Uh, you can check this show out anywhere where you can get a podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's uh, TuneIn service. Mm-hmm. When you do it, we would prefer a uh, five-star review if you really love us. It helps us get out there and get noticed by more viewers just like you. I mean, we deserve a five-star rating, don't we? We totally do. I, I think we totally do. If you hate us, I'd you know, give you a five-star, but of course, I'm on this show, so I have to give it a five-star. <laughs> I think you're still allowed. <laughs> but if you hate us, by all means, um, write into opb at njbia.org. We'd love to take your feedback and all that jazz. We'd love to change your mind. We would. <laughs> so um, with us today is Mindy Scarlett. Mindy, tell us a little about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for being here. Okay. Um, I'm Mindy Scarlett of the Scarlett Consulting Group in good old Fanwood, New Jersey. Shout out I to Fanwood. Love, I love Fanwood. Yeah, it's a great, great little town. You have town. the best mayor. Oh, Colleen is absolutely all kinds of fantastic. Yes. You know, I've got a lot of Absolutely a lot of time for her. Mm -hmm. Um, The short Cliff Notes version of what I do is that I am a business and marketing consultant. And my favorite type of client is someone who is just starting out in business so I can get them started the right way. And I can really put the wheels on their marketing wagon and really make them successful. I'm totally stealing that line. I want to put the (laughs) wheels on your marketing wagon. (laughs) I love it. Well, in the past, when I've had other clients, you know, you you go in there and, and you really have to bite your tongue. Because they've just done so many things wrong and, and you have to very delicately lead them up the garden path and undo things. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm dealing with a new business, I don't have to do all the undo. Yeah. You know, that I makes truly sense. can put the wheels on the marketing wagon and get them where they need to go first time out. That's great. Yeah. So uh, I really, really enjoy that. You know, so my perfect uh, client is uh, someone who has a great idea, has money behind them and is coachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and coachable. Then, that's coachable. A, that's a really big piece of the puzzle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, because if you have to fight for every inch, it's just not worth it. No. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. So I'm very picky and very selective <laughs> with, with the clients that I choose to work with. Um, on the flip side of the coin, uh, the other thing that I do is that I make my clients Amazon best-selling authors. That sounds really interesting. That's oh, amazing. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And basically, it's um, I tell people, this. I'm not here to make you Stephen King. Um, this is about creating a marketing tool that shines a light on what you know and what you are subject matter expert in. Huh. So you then create the book. We guarantee, I have a whole team behind me. We've been doing this for several years. Um, so the Sausage Factory is built. Um, <laughs> That's good to know. Um, and so we have a whole system where we uh, sit people down, we interview them, we ghostwrite the book, uh, design the front cover, get the ISBN number, just do everything, and then we guarantee that it will be an Amazon bestseller. How, many, how do you guarantee How many that? Sal- yeah. sales does it take to become an Amazon bestseller? That's that, a good question. That answer is different for every author. Oh. All right. So and say- that's part of the process that we have to do the research and find out that number. So say Kate and I were to write other people's business, the novel, you know, like what would it take? For <laughs> oh, us to no, no, become... no, no. You're missing the point. This has oh. nothing to do with novel. Oh, okay. This is strictly non-fiction. Subject, non-fiction, subject matter expert type of book. Okay. Other people's business, how to get into a podcast. 
or that how, to, how to create a podcast, right? So then, what we would have to do is, might have to cozy up to my little SEO expert mm -hmm. and say to him, "Okay, this is this, the title, this is the subtitle, this is the category," and he would have to scurry off and do his research and come back and say. This is the category, this is the subcategory that we need to launch, this is the day we need to launch, and this is how many books we need to sell to make this a bestseller. Wow. And so we have a formula, and we have a whole tribe that's out there. As soon as we drop a pebble in the pond and say, hey, we're launching a new book, um, we need all of you to hop on and, you know, buy one. And then we monitor it throughout the day. To the and they need. do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. Absolutely. They're, so they're very, they're very generous and mm -hmm. very, very forthcoming. Um, and uh, my uh, latest author is Mr. Paul Hatrack. Oh, I know Paul. Yeah, and he is. See, he's a bestseller already. <laughs> well, I knew he's him before well he was famous. Uh, <laughs> um, and he came to me last year. Uh, and he thought he wanted to write one type of book. And once I'd actually sat down and really dug down on what his business was, he really needed to be writing another book. Hmm. So I was able to help him redirect his focus, and he, we promise that we'll make you a best-selling author in one category. We pushed the boat out into the middle of the lake so hard with Paul, he was bestseller in five categories. Yeah, he was I, encroaching on Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. No, um, but you did such a good job that I heard about it organically via Facebook. Oh, okay. Like he posted, Excellent. Yeah, he posted something on Facebook about it, and he was like, "I can't even believe it." I'm like, "Like I heard about it just because he was talking about how crazy and awesome it mm -hmm. mm -hmm. was." Um, he is now um, he's moved to Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and he um, is very coachable. He's doing what I told him to do. Uh, he's going out there and doing a lot of seminars um, for free just mm -hmm. to get out there what he does as, as a business coach. And he's going to be filming all of them. Oh, wow. And he is now accredited to do continuing ed credits for CPAs. Oh, wow. wow. So now he, we're now talking that next year's project for him will be to create an online course site where people can actually then go and pay to do their continuing education online instead of having to take a day off work and go to a seminar. Wow. So that's... That's really amazing. Yeah, that's the... That's the next chapter in my business. Hmm. Next year, we're going to be developing not only best-selling books, but then pairing it with an online course site so that it actually becomes its own little business, its own economic engine wow. for the author. Is it just a Kindle? Does it do like the, the Oh, no. Book? This is the actual print book. This is Amazon Print On Demand, okay. uh, which is wonderful because if you self-publish or if you get a small publisher to publish it for you, usually you have to spend about $10,000 worth yeah. of books oh, wow. and have them in your garage and they get dusty and you can't get them sold before they go out of date. Yeah. Whereas with Amazon On Demand, they don't print until somebody orders it. Uh. Okay, and um, I had a, a. So do they just take the cost out of whatever they charge for the book, or correct. whatever you tell them? Correct. To charge it's usually for the book? it's usually a seventy thirty split. Wow. <laughs> if it's if it's sold seventy yeah. to Amazon, thirty to the author, yeah. because Amazon's doing all the printing, the fulfilling, the the pushing of it. Yeah. But then the author gets their own little dashboard, and they get it wholesale. So if they want to go in and order their book for three dollars and order a hundred of them and then turn around and sell it for fourteen, they can put the difference in their pocket. Okay. Uh. So if they are doing a lot of presentations, they can always have somebody in the back of the room selling, or they can sure. just sell it directly from their site instead of selling it from Amazon. I'm so stealing all my material from the second <laughs> half of this beginning. So when we do the icebreaker and we come back and there's nothing left, don't worry about it. But I'm really interested in this, so I don't care. Yeah. I'm going for it. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same exact yeah. thing. I so, no, I have a question now. You have to wait. No, you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so how many books do you think you write in a year? Oh, in the last two years, I've done close to 20. Wow. 
how long does it take you to write a book? Oh, that's a how long is a piece of string question. It depends right. entirely on mm. how much information they provide me up front, yeah. uh, whether they provide me with a basic manuscript or whether I'm writing from scratch. Sure. Um, so I actually have an author who's coming back for her third book. And so I'm neck deep in that. It's going to be on leadership. It's going to be launched in December. Uh, Lisa Kent is her name. Uh, she is the CEO of Luminations, which is a, a specialty boutique uh, marketing agency in Hillsboro mm -hmm. that deals with the like of Johnson & Johnson and Nestle and sure. you know, uh, plays in the consumer goods uh pond and she provides a lot of services to to larger companies and so um, we have done two books for her and now we're on the third that's amazing is there a minimum length um, it needs to be at least 100 to 125 pages otherwise you can't print on the spine mm. <laughs> oh is that 100 and 125 pages like in Microsoft, Microsoft Word? Word yeah but it's a nine six by nine book the size. Right, so like what do you have to do to account for that is what we're kind of getting at. Yeah. Um, it's about 30,000 words. Okay. Okay, yeah. 30,000 yeah. words. Mm -hmm. Sure. Wow. Yeah. All right. I feel and like do they take the same 70-30 split on the Kindle version or is it like you get a little bit more since they don't have to print it? You know, I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. I would have to go ask that. I'm not certain. I've got like a bunch of questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we should totally do the icebreaker though. Sure, do the icebreaker. We'll, okay. we'll never get there. Okay, so the icebreaker today is, what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Oh, I would have to say Hogwarts. <laughs> oh my God, I love, I love that you just answered it that way. Just came back from Orlando. Oh yeah. And my 17-year-old daughter and I went to Hogwarts at Universal. Yeah. It was insane. Well, this is the thing. They are smart like foxes. <laughs> and you have to really read the fine print. Okay. Because I'm headed for Universal, headed for Hogwarts. Well, Hogwarts isn't actually at Universal. It's at Islands of Adventure. So you have to buy the ticket for They're both They're smarter than parks that. It's both. Yeah. To be wow. able, so then you go to do Universal, and then you go to Diagon Alley, uh -huh. and then you go to King's Cross and get on the Hogwarts Express, which takes you to the park next door where Hogwarts is. No way. So to get yeah. the entire experience, you have to do both parks. Yeah. Um, but we just, we were advised to sort of like hammer down and not get distracted by anything else in the park and just go directly there. That's what we oh, did. Wow. Got there at 8.30, hammered straight through Universal, had a quick look at Diagon Alley, hopped on the Hogwarts Express and ended up there. And we only had like a 20 minute wait to be able to get on this really, you know, insanely popular. And it was, trust me, I am very critical of amusement parks and I'm very critical of rides. I could find nothing to critique on this. Really? It was just, even while you waited, you were inside Hogwarts. There was so much to look at and see and things were moving and pictures would come alive and start talking to you. I mean, it was just insane. And then you get on the actual ride of itself and it is a combination of virtual reality and reality. And they keep blinking in and out of virtual reality and, and, and actual reality. That's amazing. You mm -hmm. um, have and, to go. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're at all a Harry Potter fan, you have to go. Yes. And then, of course, once we got done with that, we immediately had to make a beeline to get a uh, butterbeer. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and so what is butterbeer made of? It's like, a, it's like a butterscotch. Like a cream it's soda? Magic. Yeah, it's like a cream soda and a butterscotch. You know, got married and had a baby. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, uh, we have a coworker. Shout out to Kim uh, Copperthwaite, who was mm -hmm. on the show a couple of uh, episodes ago. Yep. She and her daughter, uh, over a long weekend, were just there, and I said to her, "Make sure you get a butterbeer," because I couldn't believe that you know you can actually go and have a butterbeer somewhere. But it occurred to me I have never had a butterbeer, and so mm -hmm. I was like, if I had to make it, what would it be? And I was like, cream soda with like a butterscotch. 
Mm-hmm. Something in there. Mm-hmm. There's a really good recipe on the internet that matches the Universal Studios Get recipe. Yeah, of send oh, you're kidding. I've got yeah. go. you got to send that to me. Sure. The shame of it is the one that I got while I was there was like the slushy version. They have like an ice. I um, love the slushy version. Oh, the slushy version is <laughs> so good. And it's so hot and it's so cold. And then, of course, they do the old upsell. They want you to do the souvenir cup. And my first reaction was, heck no, I'm not paying 14 bucks for a butterbeer and that thing. Well, then they tell you the rest of the story. Yeah. Because it is a, you know, a plastic mug. Yeah. And it's got Hogwarts written all over it. Then you can actually go up to any purveyor within the whole Hogwarts kingdom and get a uh, iced tea, a lemonade, or a cider for $1.50. Oh my God. So for the rest of the day, we were just, you know, going and filling this thing up. It paid for itself many times over. Totally. Because otherwise you'd have to pay, I don't know, five or six dollars for every drink. So it definitely paid for itself. (sighs) That's awesome. So you just did nothing else other than the Harry Potter stuff? You just ignored Universal proper? Well, once we got through. As a movie fan, that hits me right Hard, no, you know? no, no, no. E.T., come on. <laughs> we did. We did. Once we sort of satiated ourselves on all of that, mm. we did pick a couple of specific rides that we wanted to go on, and we went on those. Okay. And, you know, we wandered through Dr. Seuss land, but, you know, uh, the rides yeah. are actually for little kids, but it was, you know, reminiscent. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's for the, yeah, I read Dr. Seuss yeah. to her, so she sure. she loved, you know, looking mm. at all the different, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, but, no, the majority of our time, we, we did go for a quick run around each park, and then we ended up back at Diagon Alley for the rest of the day, just mm. exploring all the different shops and um, just having a wonderful time. That's yeah, I'm not even the biggest Harry Potter fan, and even I was floored at how unbelievably detailed this is. Like, well, I actually, you absolutely have to go. Yeah, I know. I actually started reading Harry Potter when I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, wow. And so she has grown up with me reading her Harry Potter as bedtime stories, watching all the movies, and she and I have made a date that on the Christmas holidays that we are going to do a Harry Potter marathon and watch all the movies back to back. That's wow. Awesome. That's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, yeah. <laughs> There's eight of them. Oh Nine God. if you count Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ten if you count the second one because that will be out by then. So, oh, my yeah. God. It's uh, a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say once, though, that um, they started filming the movies after the park was open and so they, they based the movie Diagon Alley on the park? Yeah. Well, so they started building the park thing before the movies came out. Okay. So right. they had so to plan it all out. It's very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You, incredible. You, yeah. you would, you would, if somebody just dropped you there blindfolded and then took the blindfold off, you would take bets that you were in Old England. Yeah. You were in this back alley in Old England because they've just done such an incredible job of making it realistic. And it's crazy because when you're walking around, I guess, I don't know if it's still there, but they used to have like the Jaws um, ride along the docks there. You don't even really realize what's going on until you like go down this alley. And yeah, get they in do there. it just like, like in the book, where, yeah, where there's no sign. You don't know what's there, uh-huh. and, and and it was so funny because Shannon and I, we we, were, we kept looking. We, you know, and the signs had stopped, and, and like, okay, we know it's in this part of the park, yeah. and there's King's Cross. I know we have to go there to get on the get on the Hogwarts Express, but it was just like, okay, where's Diagon Alley? And they had it exactly like they had it in the book, where it's just a blank wall, and you kind of slipstream behind it, and then there's like a hole blown in the brick that you step through and then suddenly it's like you step back in time and you're in Old England and you're in Diagon Alley. Wow. But there's yeah. no signs anywhere to tell you that's where it is. You've got to figure it out. And you can go through the uh, platform nine and three quarters like yes. the invisible yes. wall. No way, there's you, an invisible wall. Yeah, you get the video of you walking through a brick wall. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And yeah. then when you get on the Hogwarts Express, they have actually have, the. it's just like an old <laughs> train and they lock the door and it's a, it's a frosted glass. 
and then you see the shadows and you hear Harry and everybody talking out in the hallway and then the window where you would see out is back projected with Old England, yeah. shots of, of London, then shots of the countryside and then shots in the distance of Hogwarts where you're actually coming into the Hogwarts station. Oh There's Hagrid standing on the, the platform. <laughs> I mean, it's just, they didn't miss a trick. Today's show is brought to you by Universal <laughs> Studios Orlando, Florida. No, 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 no. Totally I, 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 I'm sorry, but, but that is truly the long-winded <laughs> answer to what is my favorite place to travel to. I completely okay. forgot that. <laughs> I kind of did too for a second that this is still the icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's amazing. All right, Vin, what is the favorite, your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Rome. I don't know. There's that. I mean, there's, there's Universal <laughs> yeah, Studios. Top that, but if I, you will. I've been there so many times at this point, and I, I've still got a bone to pick with Universal for taking the uh, Back to the Future stuff out of there. Like Aww. they actually left the train. Um, thankfully, at J.K. Rowling's insistence, because they were going to take the the Back to the Future three train, which is the real train and convert that into the Hogwarts Express. And she was like, no, that's iconic. You can't mess mm. with that. But anyway, Rome was beautiful. So, yeah. <laughs> that's your answer. Yeah, Rome. Yeah, Rome was beautiful. <laughs> wow. Did, yeah. did you do the three coins in the fountain? <laughs> I did, I did. And I, I saw the Roman Colosseum, which was just epic. You know, yeah, really got incredible. to walk out through there. They had like a, um, I don't know, it was under construction at the time. I guess they were like redoing some stuff, but they had like a pathway that you could walk yeah. out and be in the middle. And I guess maybe it was deliberate because you could see underneath where the gladiators would be. Yeah. You know, everything. Is it and, still uh, just sand? Um, I don't know. This has been a while. But yeah, at the time it looked like it. I yeah. yeah. When I when I was in high school, I went to France uh, for three weeks on an exchange program. And we visited Arles, which is in the south of France. And it was a, a big Roman... Uh, city at the time and they had a, a smaller coliseum and it was amazing to just kind of play in the sand mm. of this coliseum where people would like fight and die and you know animals I just thought that was incredible I think that's probably where my love of history started because mm. mm. I just couldn't believe that you know this is the sand that these guys I mean maybe not the same sand. yeah it's probably not exactly the same uh, maybe sand. not They've probably but, for the tourists redone it but, uh, you know, maybe yeah. yeah but it was uh, yeah the Colise the, that architecture is just incredible yeah and it was so depressing walking around because um, you would see like the ruins of all the marble that was mm. you know they had that like used the to ancient, be beautiful yeah the, the ancient stuff and then they tore that out so I guess build the churches and everything sure. like that no offense to anybody and anybody's religion but you know like it was just depressing seeing it and like seeing like what that could have been yeah. but, if um, they had maintained yeah. it yeah or no. Yeah. But instead, it was just a, a bunch of like marble thrown around on the ground. You know, but, yeah. Place I'm dying to go to is Pompeii and Herculaneum. Oh. Talk about history preserved. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, freeze frame. Yeah. You know, amazing stuff. I've seen documentaries on it, but mm -hmm. I would love to go there in person. Mm hmm. I totally agree. That You're a very incredible. adventurous type. Oh, of course. <laughs> go no. to a, uh, I, a volcano. <laughs> at, the grand, at the grand old age of 19, I married a homesick Australian and immigrated to Melbourne sight unseen. Mm -hmm. So oh, the wow. first decade sight of my unseen, career was in Australia so yeah I'm of the adventuresome type that's incredible that's another story that's like a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah we'll investigate that later yeah right so um, you know this is a tough question because I haven't really been anywhere um, not even Hogwarts apparently. I know not even Hogwarts I didn't travel a whole lot for a long time and I'm just starting to get back into it and five years ago my sister and I did a bus tour of Great Britain which sounds a little like you did a bus tour? What is what are you even and yeah. <laughs> so we did this bus tour and it was one of the best trips of my entire life. Like it was so fun to see so like in person the historic the his 
the history, the historical places that I oh yeah, studied. we don't have that kind of history here. We don't. No, we just mm. don't. No, it's and, so. And uh, and I I have uh, on one of my trips back from Australia, I did stop in London for a week. Yeah. And just toured around London. Obviously, I didn't have time to tour around the whole right. countryside. Um, but just amazing stuff. It really is, yeah. I the feel tower. like if we can't talk about the history of New Jersey, then we're not doing a good enough job oh, on this show. <laughs> we need to step up I'm our sorry, game. sorry, but yeah. we're never going to have um, Tower Bridge or like the actual Tower of London, the original mm. gray castle that William the Conqueror built. Because yeah, you was, can't have things that are a thousand years that's old. That's right. Because or, New Jersey wasn't here a thousand years exactly ago. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, it was here. It just, you know, we didn't call it the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But the, mm. the fact that like 500 years ago, 800 years ago, you know, Richard III kidnapped his nephews and stole them away into the Tower of London, and then 500 years later, their bodies were found at the foot of the stair. Like, that that staircase still exists. It's amazing to me. Mm. Anyway, I'm a little, I'm geeked out a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I would say that Great Britain, and that even includes, I went to Ireland two years ago, and that was a phenomenal trip, but I've always been interested in British history, and so that trip to Great Britain was just, I mean, we were climbing on Hadrian's Wall. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. amazing. We went to Bath and we saw the Roman ruins of, of the bathhouses that mm-hmm. they had. Yep. It's just completely phenomenal. Yeah, I would say Great Britain is my favorite. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, how do you want to do this? Should we take a break now or should we? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, taking yeah. a break. Dance right. party. Back yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back, and it is time to play my favorite game ever, Awful or Awesome. Although, I recently invented a new game. Oh no, here we go. (laughs) Yes, I I haven't played that one first. I I don't even know how that one goes yet. All right, so I'll just just leave a teaser for this. Fodder for season three. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I was on a road trip recently with my bestie and uh, and her mother, and so we we played this game called uh, Prison Mary Kill. Do you guys ever just play I've like heard Mario? I've <laughs> heard of that. I've heard of that. Wait, no, I invented it. You haven't heard of it yet because uh, I invented it. Of course. <laughs> takes credits for all the games. All right. So, okay. The, the way that Awful or Awesome works is I'm going to name three things in pretty quick succession, and we all have to decide whether they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend our answers. Ready? Okay. All right. First up, Star Trek. Awesome. Okay. Why? Because it shows a very positive view of how the future can be. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's not the answer I was expecting. No. <laughs> then? That's a tough one. Because it's you're talking about like 40, 50 years worth of entertainment here that has been drastically different in quality. You know, like... Um, I was just going to say entertainment, uh, yeah. but I, you know, in quotes, but... Like, I loved the original series, and um, I loved their movies, or at least half of their movies, and then... I never really watched the uh, the next generation. I loved like First Contact is one of those movies mm. that everybody on the planet should watch Absolutely. at some point or another. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't uh, Okay, so I liked Voyager and then there was nothing after that that really like got my attention. Um the, you the have new to go. Show. You have to go back and watch Next Gen. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I keep meaning to because everybody keeps telling me it's like yeah. the sci-fi show of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the new movies have been pretty awful. And uh, the the new show Discovery is actually amazing, but you got to pay CBS every month to watch it. So it's kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah. So I did the I did the one month binged it and then canceled the subscription and maybe I'll pick nice. it up again next year. I don't know, but I I guess we'll say somewhat awesome and mostly awful. Yeah. 
There's been more awful Star Trek than there's been awesome Star Trek. I'll say that. I think I would have to agree with you because if that weren't the case, I would be uh -oh. watching. Did it. I just get bored about the island? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. You're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed. Um, have you seen any Star Trek? That's the thing. I have seen snippets of I feel like so much, mm. and no snippet has ever made me be like, huh, I need to investigate this further. I need mm. to like really check this out or sit yeah. down and. Sit with it for a while. I would suggest that you start with Next Gen. Do not start with the original. Because yes. it is a bit campy. It's uh -huh. all, it, was, it was filmed in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, yeah, there's a little bit of production issues mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah. you know, they can pick up the boulders and you can tell they're paper mache. <laughs> um, um, but so I would, if I were you, I would start with the first three episodes of the Next Gen and then report back and tell me what you think. Or maybe the movies. Homework. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Start oh. with Next Gen. Start with Next Gen. <laughs> when I was in college, I, I had never really seen Star Trek and somebody sat me down and they were like, we got to watch the movies. So we put on the first movie and I was so board. I think I fell asleep like four times watching <laughs> it. It is an awful, awful movie. But then, you know, she kept telling me just stick it out because, yep. you know, we're going to get to the next one. And Wrath of Khan, which comes after yes. the first one, is maybe one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I was like, all right, we're good. We're I'm sticking this through to the end. So, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you just, just skip that first movie. You just said that Wrath of Khan is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm a serious film buff, and I can say that. I mean, we're, we're grading on a curve for sci-fi here. I but, mean, okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Wrath of Khan, First Contact, you know, maybe Voyage Home. And I, I don't know. But, yeah. Wrath of Khan, First Contact. Check them out. All right. And and the first three episodes of The Next Generation. There you go. That's your Damn. homework. And if you feel like it's, it's Discovery. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, We're all condensing right. 50 years worth of stuff down to like four <laughs> movies. You know, suck it up. <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> nice. Wow. Feeling the love in here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the next one was going to be Harry Potter, except I feel like we've already kind of covered who loves Harry Potter and who doesn't love Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter's definitely awesome. Next. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Awesome. Vin? Sure. I mean, I, I haven't read the books yet. I bought them on Audible, so I'm going to give them a shout shot. Shout out to Audible. Shout out to Audible, which is another thing. I don't know if your business gets into the Audible. If you're doing Amazon, I know they're a partner. The audiobooks. I've been getting really into that lately, so... Mm. If you throw that in there, that's that's another thing. For that's actually how I experienced Harry Potter. I, I never read the books. I, I had and have a pretty long commute, and so I've always listened to audiobooks. Oh, okay. So I got them at the library after, like, 10 years of resisting. And I worked in a bookstore at the height of Harry Potter craze. And, you know, the, the kids would just lose their minds and the the, the adults. and the Just, it was crazy. Um, and I was always like, too, you know, I'm not, I'm not into that. And then I finally, one day, was out of <laughs> options. I was at my library, and I was like, oh, what am I going to listen yep. to next? And I grabbed the Sorcerer's Stone off the shelf, and I was like, fine. And this was back when it was cassette tapes. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to give this one half of one tape. And if at the end of the first tape, I'm not super motivated to turn it over, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And can I tell you that I blew through that book like, I couldn't even believe it. And then I blew through the rest of them. And then, all of a sudden, I had to wait for the next book to come out. And mm -hmm. it was... Then you begin to understand. Torture. <laughs> torture. But anyway, Jim Dale is the uh, the guy who reads the books, and he is amazing. So Yeah, I read that he came up with, like, 200 voices or he something did. just for the sake of... He did. Yeah. And before you even know who's speaking, you know who's speaking because of his voice. Mm. Okay, can I do one now? Yeah. yeah. Hunger Games. Awful or awesome? Awesome. Awesome. Oh, good! We Yay! can all vote awesome! I'll actually say, this is one of the few times I can say this. The book was a lot better. I, I yeah. read those, and I think I'm... 
I read the books before I saw the yeah. movie. That well, was really great. Oh, yeah, so, so did my daughter and I. And it was just like, she was around 10, I think, at the time when it came out. And those they had released it where you could get it, all three books for free um, as on your... Uh, you could, you know, I think it was, I don't know if it was Kindle, I can't remember which mm. platform did it, but I got all three books for free, and she had wow. just gotten an iPad. So I thought, great, you know, loaded them up, handed her the iPad, and she's really quiet, and then she kind of comes up to me rather hesitantly, and she's like, um, Mom, can we buy the real books? <laughs> Yes, Ready? my job here as a mother is done. <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> so fast forward, she's 17. She has this huge library of over 400 hardbacks, and most wow. of them are sci-fi and dystopian. That's incredible. <laughs> absolutely incredible mom yeah, can like, we buy the real books yeah. so, I, I feel it. like you miss a lot in the movies with that one because so much of that like Katniss was a quiet kind of a character yes. you know like the strong silent type yeah basically and uh, when you when you went into the movie you lost a lot of that internal monologuing that mm -hmm. she was yeah. doing and, you know, yeah absolutely yeah. but they still were somewhat faithful to the books they didn't yeah. like yeah. really take it off over here no. I mean, there's some movies that I've watched that have been based on books it's like okay why did you even bother to say it was based on this mm. book there was no yeah. relation ready player to one, it. anyone <laughs> <laughs> exactly no I can't remember I, I'm pretty sure that mocking without actually like giving it away mocking Jay does stay faithful to the yeah. end of the series right because like yeah. that book ends in a very negative like not so happy ending kind of mm -hmm. way was um, mocking Jay the third one yeah the third one mm -hmm. yeah and I'm pretty sure that the movie stuck to that, but yeah, right? Mm -hmm, it did. Yeah. yeah. Wait, though, it ended in a bad way because it. Not to give it away. Uh, I don't know. What? Spoiler it's been alert. Years. Spoiler alert. <laughs> You've had your opportunity. Yeah. So, so she and Peta are living together with their kids, right? It's yeah, but like the fine. sister dies. You oh, know, like, yeah. Well, I mean, right. Whatever. I mean, that's she's sad, like, but. pretty crazy, and he's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. They're like, totally. Yeah. They shouldn't be and having kids at all. And she can't trust uh, Gail anymore, you know? <laughs> right. Like, uh, right. He's like a terrorist off it. Oh, wait. No, well, he's not no, a terrorist anymore. It's just that, like, he's not a terrorist anymore. I mean, he said he was like, um, he wasn't a suicide bomb, but he's his bomb killed Prue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the moving last, right along. The last awful or awesome is Game of Thrones. Speaking of uh, dystopian futures or pasts, as awesome as it were. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And trust me, I was part of the resistance. I resisted resistance. for six years. Yeah. My kid was into it, and I'm like, oh no, it's too violent. It's oh no, it's it's, and, she did, and she just kept saying, "Mom, watch it. Mom, watch yeah. it. Mom, watch it." So I finally got through the first three episodes, and oh, I was hooked. I binged watched all the way through to the end, so nice. that for season seven, she and I could watch it together. That's awesome. Did you read the books as well? No, bought the books, have them sitting there, and just it's I like, listened to them. I'm like, okay, that takes a lot of getting through. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. There's a lot of boiled leather. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, the timestamp on those Harry Potter books is intimidating to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. first couple are not so bad, and then I looked at the other ones, it was like 50-something hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to go with awful. Um, wow. Really? Yeah. You know, it's I, I watch it because I have the HBO subscription. But you know, like, sometimes your favorite shows get canceled and you're really bummed out. If Game of Thrones were to get canceled, there'd be, like, a second where I'm like, Nah. And then I'd move on with my life. Wow. Like, oh, you know, my my yeah. daughter would be inconsolable. She has yeah. it on her calendar that yeah. apparently the new season has to be released before the end of April next year in order to be considered for, what Emmys is it, the, the, the Oscars? Yeah. or Which Emmys. one is it? Emmys, Emmys. for Emmys. TV. Um, so basically, Scuttlebutt is that it has to be released before then. But that's all that we've got. We or don't they have can just a release it whenever and then get the next Emmy Award. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I never. Well, they are done filming. So oh. just imagine how much production oh. they have. To... Is this the very last 
season. This is the very last season. Although they're they going are out doing with a bang. They're doing a prequel because heaven forbid we uh, <laughs> be without Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, they're doing a prequel. I never thought about it in those terms before, Vin, but yeah, I like it a lot. But if it were canceled tomorrow, would my life change? No, I don't know if I would. You know, it just rambles so much. Like, I feel like any show where it takes six years for your two main characters to meet each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that that storyline did bother me a little bit. (laughs) There's been so many generic characters along the way that die, and then I don't miss them. Or, like, you know, they'll they'll refer to somebody. I think in the the last season, in the beginning of the year, um, one of the Stark brothers or cousins or something or another came out and died (laughs) in the first episode. And I had no idea who he was. And everybody kept coming in and be like, oh, no, you have to go back to the third episode of the first season. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot all about this kid. I don't care at all. It's just like, at the very minimum, as it went along, there were less characters to like kind of muddy up the story. So yeah, yeah, it got better in that sense. I like um, Arya, you know, the Mm -hmm. the no face person. Assassin. assassin. Yeah, Yeah, she's cool. Uh, Yeah, but other than that, uh, yeah, Sansa's pretty cool, but... Yeah. That's so funny. Most people hate Sansa. Well, no, I mean, I, I get I it. Like, she's too. had a rough life. She, yes! <laughs> she's had a really rough life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that was the game. Well, did you say <laughs> awful or awesome? I'm sorry. I think I said awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it. All right. Yeah. I, th- I think it's yeah. fun. Oh, but, that's right. You said But like, I never really like thought me. about it in terms of if it was canceled tomorrow. Like, there are some shows that... When they are canceled, I am devastated. But honestly, off the top of my head, no, I can't think of any. And worry not, it's not going to get canceled no, tomorrow. Those dragons are holding HBO up on their skin. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. The Good Place. Yeah. If The Good Place got canceled, oh. I'd be like, oh, man. I would be legit upset about it. Seriously. That. I was just telling you about the, I was watching an old episode last night, and Tahani said something like, uh, I'm going to let my hair down <laughs> like I would ever wear my hair up. What am I, a factory worker? <laughs> it's such a classic. I love her. Mm. I love that show. The trolley problem. The Trolley problem. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. So that's our game. Yeah, that's the game. Um, Mindy, you were mentioning before you have certain clients that are kind of your favorite when they can come to the table with something already, uh, you know, established. Give us an example of that. Okay. Um, My favorite client right now, her name is Alice, and she came to me last year with a concept that she wanted to create a high-end adult store. Wow. Uh, and I was kind of like, okay, high-end adult store, those two concepts don't belong in the same sentence. <laughs> you know, you, you, you open right. up an adult store, you're pretty much going to be delegated to Route 9. You know, sure, it's sure. not going to be, you know, downtown anywhere. Classic Jersey. And mm-hmm. so I sat her down and I said, <laughs> and I got a little bit behind it. And I said, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. And she said, well, when you think about it, there's nowhere to go if you have a question about sex. There's our show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> NJBIA.org. No, but there's actually... Our spam filter would lock that up. Don't, right? don't do that. <laughs> there's the internet, though, right? Yeah. Isn't there Tumblr? Uh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, you're going to get all your questions answered on Tumblr. I don't think so. Um, so we sat down and we did some brainstorming and we came up with the concept of creating more of a gazalt where it would be at the front end at the street level would be a cafe mm-hmm. and then in the back would be the adult store and then along the side would be offices for therapists who specializes in sexual issues and relationship oh, okay. issues so it's, yeah. and then have an event space where you could have seminars and education etc and then the cafe we ended up calling it Cupid's Cravings oh that's mm-hmm. cool and then the adult store and event space is going to be called Cupid's Musings ah. mm. and the cafe is going to be very high-end, very high-end coffee, tea, chocolate, baked goods. It's going to be an experience when you go in there. Huh. 
And um, so we're in the middle of, so I've helped her research all of this, uh, helped her with picking out the name, doing the logo. Um, and now we are dealing with, um, and there's a heart in the logo. So okay. quit I was no, no, I, 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 so funny. No, actually this whole thing, now that you say it's therapist, it's, it makes a lot more sense. Because right. I was imagining like a, a business model where you walk into a store and I'm gonna censor myself on the fly, don't worry. And you're like, I wanna know what an X is. And like, you know, somebody behind the counter is like, well, let me explain that to you. And then when you're done, you hand them ten dollars. I don't know, but relationship therapy and everything—that's no, that's no, actually no. This, legit. This yeah. is more, yes, 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 yes. Huh. Um, and so it was all about you know researching what towns we we, we settled on Montclair. Uh, I then brought in uh, a. Uh, a commercial real estate agent that I've worked with for years. He found us the absolutely perfect place. I'm now helping her negotiate with the landlord. Um, so I'm taking her through every step of the way as her business manager and as her marketing manager. When does it open? Um, we have a forecasted date of February 14, oh, 2019. I love it. <laughs> so stay tuned, more to follow. So That's really um, cool. that is our, uh, what, what we hope to. But then again, it's also managing expectations. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to her, you know, we're, we're hoping for that. But if the negotiations with the landlord don't go in a timely manner, then we can't do the build out in a timely manner, which means we will not hit that window. Yeah. So I had to set those expectations with her. So she's like, oh, okay, if we have to launch in March or April, that's fine too. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen a lot of businesses in the past where they, you know, just commit to that and then the sign doesn't happen. And, you know, mm. it's like two months later. So I'm having to do that juggling act of, okay, when do you start paying the landlord? Yeah. Versus when are you going to open? Yeah. So I've been playing hardball with a landlord to really sort of, I just pushed like everything on his side. I know he's going to push back. Um, but we're going to get some of the things that we want because I did such a big ass to begin with. That's really awesome. You can be the bad guy and she can still like mm -hmm. have a great relationship with the landlord once. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you say where my mind was going in like 30,000 different directions? Montclair. 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 Okay. Yeah, one of my favorite yeah. places. Yeah, on it's going to be on uh, Glen Ridge Avenue, uh, just two buildings off of Bloomfield. So it's going to be right in the heart of things. North yeah. or south off of Bloomfield? Um, yeah, we want to go. I'd have to look at that. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so specific. It's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's 214 Glen Ridge Avenue. Okay, okay. That's okay. A, so uh, I am hoping to be able to report by the end of next week that we have successfully negotiated a lease. So that's kind of where we're at right that's now. That's amazing. And yeah. for the sake of Cupid's musings, is she going to be an Amazon best-selling author? No, because she's not a therapist. Uh, so she her she her, focus, <laughs> her focus is going to be the adult store. And you know, doing the inventory and stocking and, mm. and organizing education events—that's going to be her focus. And then we are, hey, we are actually looking for a cafe manager. So if you know anybody, Ooh. we'd like to hear from them. Mm. Um, we're looking okay. for a very experienced uh, cafe manager, barista type person. Mm. Um, I may know one. Oh, good. Wow. That would be wonderful. And and then there could be potential for um, a minor ownership stake for sweat wow. equity type of thing in the future. And, then and so the, it's not just an hourly job that we're looking for. Will the therapist um, like rent space? Correct. Right. Okay. The therapist will rent space. We already have um, Dr. Christine Jesus, who is going to be handling that side of things. Cool. And um, she does an amazing job um, as a, uh, she's more of a coach than a therapist. She steps out of the therapy role and can be more like a, a life coach. And she does a lot of uh, recovery coaching. And what is recovery coaching? Um, well, recovery coaching is when you've gone through recovery and you're out in the real world and you still need some help dealing with things mm. and not to revert back to using whatever it was you were addicted to. So substance to. abuse recovery. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so um, she's going to be responsible for recruiting the therapists and 
you know, making sure that they pay their rent and, you know, yeah. just, just handling all that part of it. And then also then organizing the educational events. And then it's also going to be, it's a little bit unique because we're also going to be like almost like a WeWork space for other organizations. So then if they need a place to have a meeting with all their staff every Wednesday night and they don't have a place that's big enough, yeah. then they could pay a monthly fee and have our space available to them every Wednesday night. That's so cool. Um, so we're going to be going out and finding organizations that want to do that. Um, so it's uh, kind of like a, mm, a small space that could hold like 50 people. Mm-hmm. Um, done on sort of a WeWork type of thing where they pay a subscription. And there's parking for 50 people? Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. Montclair, that's like always the biggest question. Well, we are three doors down from a huge municipal parking lot. <laughs> oh, and it was so funny because we were, you know, there, there was the second time we'd gone to look at it and, and the, the real estate guys had wandered off and Alice and I were sitting out on the footpath talking and she's standing there and she says, yeah, but she says, you know, we, you know, when we do the cafe, you know, I, I wonder, you know, with loading and all of that, and I started laughing, she was literally standing underneath the loading sign. So there's a loading bay right in front of the space. Wow. So there's no problem with getting deliveries and getting stuff. No, I just that was that was funny. That's perfect. <laughs> Very but cool. uh, long-winded answer to a short question. <laughs> that is like the perfect type of client where I can make sure that I bring all of the professionals to the table so that that business owner has a smooth path to creating a new business and they have the benefit of you know, my 30 years in business and marketing, I bring all that to the table to smooth the way for them. And I, I was, I'm straight up with my clients. I say, you know, the things that I've learned about business, nine times out of 10, I've learned it because I did it wrong the first time. Mm. So you can now have the benefit of my experience where I can say, hey, don't step in that pothole and there's the reasons why. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. cool. So let's just say somebody wants some help with their marketing. Let's say they want to become an Amazon best-selling oh. author. Let's say they want to become a waiter at a really high-end <laughs> store and maybe get some ownership options on the side. How can they go about contacting you? Um, the best way to contact me is by phone. I'm an old-fashioned girl. Sure. So it's just 908-499-9298. Uh, awesome. And uh, you'll either get my voicemail or you'll get me. Sure. And uh, that's usually the best place to start. Um, I'm very much into getting into the same room and having a conversation with a human. I'm not into long phone calls or Skype calls or, you know, it's all about the energy of the other person um, and, you know, finding out, okay, can we play nice together? Mm -hmm. You know, that's at this age of my life, um, it will just say 50s, something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to enjoy what I do and I want to enjoy who I do it with. So mm -hmm. it's extremely important that I have a, a personal rapport with my clients, um, that they're not fighting me every step of the way. Um, and that they have a respect for my experience. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, I'm very picky. <laughs> have you ever fired a client? Oh, yeah. You yeah. betcha I've fired wow. clients. You betcha. Absolutely, I have fired wow. clients. <laughs> Are you originally from New Jersey? No, I'm not. I'm originally from Michigan. I knew it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, okay, you have said two things. You said no in that Midwestern flat. Oh, here we go. We're pulling yes. out the accent. Yeah. I know. And then when you just said, you betcha, I was like, oh, no. Uh, uh -uh. Well, I firms it. Because I fool people because I'm <laughs> Michigan by way of 10 years in Australia. So <laughs> right. my accent's a little bit convoluted. Vinny is losing his mind right now. What is so funny? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm a, like I'm a sleuth. No, like yeah. Like, like, you're right? pulling out these little words. You're like, I know it. Sorry. You make that sound like an accusation. Pulling over to Kate's camera right now. We're pulling away from that. You're hilarious. I just knew it. That's too funny. Michigan. Mm -hmm. I love a Michigander. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. There's a word for that? Yeah, There's a Michigander. Absolutely. I grew up in the Michiana area, to be more specific. Really? Yeah. I don't know where that is. Is that below the, uh, the are you a troll? 
No, I'm not a troll. Mich Michiana is just above <laughs> Notre Dame. Okay. It's the Michigan-Indiana border. That's gotcha. what they call it, Michiana. Oh, Michiana. Yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. I it. feel like we should end the show, but I want to know what a troll is. <laughs> In Michigan, there are, Michigan um, is two pieces. There's the Upper Peninsula. Which looks like this. No, that's No, no, the, Upper Peninsula's up here. Sorry. Right. Um, Here's Upper Peninsula. I guess Here's for our peninsula. iTunes audience, we're holding out a hand and we're putting a, right, a thing right. on top. Right, right. So the lower like part a... looks like a, a left hand mitten. Correct. Right. And then the, the Upper Peninsula is... Um, Looks like a wolf's head. Let's just suppose yeah. that for the sake of argument, I can put a picture of Michigan on the YouTube you totally version of this. totally can do that. So, <laughs> so anyway, okay. there's a bridge, the Mackinac Bridge, uh -huh. that that connects the two mm -hmm. um, pieces of land. And if you live below the bridge, you're a troll. Okay. <laughs> like south of the bridge. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's kind of a thing that it's uh, a thing that that, that the um, Uplanders have uh, Uplanders. created <laughs> right, to, to kind of <laughs> differentiate themselves. You know, you've got these regional rivalries in the Midwest. Actually, you've got them here too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of people talk about Pennsylvania here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it happens. Regional rivalries, you know. And in Minnesota, oh my God, God forbid if you live in Wisconsin or Iowa. Oh yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. It doesn't make oh, yeah, any sense. You know, anyway, Wisconsiners, cheeseheads. Cheeseheads, that's worse. right. Mm -hmm. yep. That's exactly right. All right, I think we need to end the show, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we're there. I don't know, we're having fun. <laughs> totally that's having true. fun. Um, thank you to subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you're in the market for updated coverage. And thank you so much to I Universal I just got them as my insurance You today. did? Yes! Did you hear about them on our show? Uh, no, but I did. <laughs> One day we're going to get somebody. Uh, Someday that's going to happen. <laughs> when I joined NGBIA, mm -hmm. then I heard about that. Oh, and you are our new member, actually. Correct. Yes, brand yeah. new member. Mm -hmm. Membership is so reasonable. You should mm. really check into it. Yeah, it's, it's paid for itself many times over. And, and I didn't get paid to say that. She <laughs> didn't. That's I love it. I love it. Okay. Um... Is that, are we good? That's our show. All right, that's our show. Thank you, Mindy, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been really fun. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.